Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-hosts, Leslie Hoskins and Timothy Cuneo. It has been such a busy year already. I know, and it's April. I keep thinking it's like, like the new year just started and, you know, the weeks are flying and... We just ha- found out a big change for my family. Um, my sister and brother-in-law will be moving to Buffalo, New York. Um, oh he uh, had his match day for um, medical school, and he is going to, I believe it's the University of Buffalo. I could be wrong, um, but it's surgery. So. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they'll be there for a good, like, five years or more? Five years? Yeah. Wow. So that's a long time. I have never been to Buffalo, New York, though. So I was like, hey, it's a new place. New place. Can get some original Buffalo We know wings. you're itching to travel. This is I great know. news. <laughs> right? So some original Buffalo wings. I know. That's what we were saying. <laughs> so that's super exciting. I think a little bittersweet for everybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be cool to have a new place. I was kind of hoping they'd, you know, go somewhere warm. But... <laughs> Hey, I've never been to Buffalo, New York. That'll be awesome. That'll be really exciting. I won't Honestly, time flies. Five years will go by super quick. Yeah. And they might stay. Who knows? If he gets a That's true if he likes it. You know, out there. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I uh, just got back again, you know, because I'm all flitting all over the place. But uh, I just got back from Florida. Um, My grandmother passed away, which was... Very sad. Thank you. She uh, definitely was my person and I loved her so much, but it was so, I'm so lucky that I was able to be there. My mom and I were there and my uncle and my grandpa and it was just like so nice. And that seems weird to say, but her um, golf outing, she loves golf or loved golf. And so her women's golf league dedicated the day to her and they put out the pink flags and everybody wore pink and we hit pink golf balls. I definitely embarrassed my grandma because my golf skills are nothing to what hers hers were. Um, But it was like, it was just absolutely beautiful. And I'm so happy that we were there and they honored her in such a beautiful way. So it was a wonderful, very sad trip. Well, and you sent Alyssa and I picture it looked it looked like a great way to honor your grandma you know it's so hard when losing someone at any point in life but yeah it looked like it was everyone was happy to do such a great thing in her honor yes all of her friends you know shared really nice stories about her and um at the very end we all took a golf ball and like hit it into the water and we yelled her name I of course whiffed the first time so (laughs) I was such an embarrassment but we I mean we just laughed and they're gonna have a beautiful plaque made in her honor and it was just a very lovely lovely way to say goodbye so I'm super fortunate but happy to be back home with everybody um yeah so that's what I've been going on (laughs) Timothy what's new with you Oh, man, I had a boring weekend. All I did was sit around the house. Me and Glacier went for a walk, of course, and uh, uh, just took it easy this weekend. Uh, had some, you know, procedures and stuff done lately and just want to take a chill for a weekend. So that's what we basically did. See, it, those downtime. are always good weekends, though. Yeah, little downtime. Yeah, that's good. Gearing up. We got lots coming up in the next couple months, so that's that's good. All right. Well, today our guest is a leader dog volunteer who has dedicated so much of her life to volunteering at leader dog. Yes. Margaret Goble has been an incredible volunteer at leader dogs for the blind for nearly 40 years. 
and she served in numerous capacities. And she's almost 70 years old, and besides being a leader dog volunteer, is a wonderful mother and grandmother. And she currently lives with retired leader dog mom, Edith, and a silly and funny career change, Bricey. I hope I said that one right. Margaret, it's great to have you on this podcast. And without volunteers for leader dog, leader dog would not be where they are today. So thank you for being a volunteer. So 40 years, do you remember what brought you to leader dog? Oh, I absolutely do. Uh, My children are three years apart and they were like four and seven or five and eight, something like that. I think my daughter was about five, I'm pretty sure. And um, my son was in Cub Scouts, I guess. That's so far away, I almost (laughs) don't remember what it's called anymore. (laughs) But anyway, Michael was in Cub Scouts, and she must have been, she was in nursery school. So they were walking in the Memorial Day Parade in May. That's right, Memorial Day Parade. Okay, in May, and we had to pull in, in Dexter. We lived in Ann Arbor, but had a Dexter school. Um, We were sent to Dexter schools. And um, so we were going to the middle school to drop Michael off to walk in the parade. And I think she must have been walking with the nursery school too. And as we pulled into the parking lot of the middle school to drop the kids off, I saw about half a dozen people at least with these beautiful dogs. And I said to my husband, oh, stop the car, stop the car. I have to go see these dogs and see what this is about. And he, of course, rolled his eyes because it's like, here we go again, more dogs. So I got out of the car. He went and dropped the kids off, and then we met up somehow. He came back or whatever. Um, I'm surprised, but he did come back. <laughs> and um, yeah, He loved dogs too, but, you know, I'm a little over the top sometimes. So I started to talk to these people, and they were with the Ann Arbor Leader Dog Puppy Club, and they had established the cup the club about five years at least beforehand. So the club had been going for about five years. And so I talked to them for a few minutes and I spoke with the lady who was the leader of the group at the time. Her name was Greta Stabler. And um, I was just enamored with these beautiful dogs and they were cute puppies and oh, it was just the best. So after speaking with Greta, I said to her, you know, I think I could do this. Um, And she said, all right. So I gave her all my information and she came out and visited and three weeks later, I had this beautiful little oh black gosh. lab puppy. And um, my favorite movie in the world is The Sound of Music. So uh-huh. I named the dog Liesel uh-huh. after one of the daughters. I like to have a purpose for my names for my dogs. So I named her Liesel after the daughter in The Sound of Music. Liesel then ended up going to leader dog school and becoming a leader dog. But what's funny about this at that time, about 40 years ago, We never got to meet the blind people until my seventh dog was ready Mm. to graduate. So, but I was at school when Liesl was actually being trained with her blind person. And leader dog, I said, could I just look at her? Because this was my first one. When I I signed up for this, I forgot you have to give them back. (laughs) So, of course, like every person who raises for a year, it's really hard to turn the puppy in. But, um, or the dog at that point. And so... They said, well, yeah, she's with her partner right now. We'll let you meet the dog and the person. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to upset the dog and have to see her leave me, leave her again, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no, it should be okay. I'll be okay. So here's what's funny about the story. I met this lady, little old lady. She was like 70-something at the time, early 70s. Uh-huh. Her name was Margaret, just like me. Oh, my gosh. And we both have... March 9th birthdays. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I love it just blew like me away that she has my dog. That's in 
quote, yeah. you know, quotes. <laughs> she has my dog and her name is Margaret and we had the same birthday. So, That's and I so did cool. just turn 70. I am 70. You are 70. I'm not almost. Okay, I am you are 70. Now you are 70. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the beginning. Yes. That was my beginning of doing this. I love so. that. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting how people come into puppy raising. Yeah. It's so many like random mm-hmm. things out in the public that happen. And then yeah. you become a lifelong volunteer. Yeah. Do you mind telling us, you know, the different capacities and roles in which you've had throughout the years? Well, I started out as a puppy raiser and I've raised uh 18 puppies. Oh, my some gosh, dogs. Margaret. Oh, there's wow. people that have raised 20 and I 30 know, and it's 40. Insane so, to me. But I would take breaks sometimes. Okay. Like after my seventh one, I just, I took a few years off because yeah. my heart just, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so after my seventh one, but then um, there were reasons I would start doing it again. Uh, like a, a good friend, who, one of the other leaders of the B- people who started the club, her name was Wilma, and she was blonde. And she also, besides raising, she was what they now call a host family. So uh, Wilma passed away, and Wilma was just, she was a lioness. At the time there were lionesses, they weren't lions. She was a lioness. She raised leader dog puppies. I mean, this was just a super busy volunteer type person. So I said, and I had raised two yellow labs from her yellow lab, mom dog. And um, so I thought after she died, I have to raise another yellow lab and I have to name it Wilma. So that got me back into it. (laughs) And then it just draws you in. I mean, once you're in, it draws you back. So then I continued raising for several years. And um, I just, like I say, I just kept raising puppies and and, uh, being involved and going up there. And we used to, our club, the Ann Arbor Club, we would go up there um, every month, and we would be we would mail out the Christmas cards to to all the blind people and to the raisers. And then in the springtime, we did some gardening there. I'm not much of a gardener, but you know <laughs> I can put flower in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so we so but we would go up every month, and we would do something, and they'd serve us. We'd be there all all day. And Greta, the old, older lady, she had a big camper, and so we several volunteers from Ann Arbor would get the dogs and our kids. If you had yeah. kids, we'd yeah. all get in this camper van, go to Leader Dog, and spend the whole day there volunteering. It was oh just so much fun. We had a great time. Yeah. So I did that, and then um, when my 18th puppy, uh, let me let me go back a little bit. Bracey, my black lab, my silly girl who's nine years old. I turned Bryce in to become a leader dog. It was in November. And in uh, January, my husband was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. So then meanwhile, Bryce was career changed. And um, <laughs> Bryce was a, an exuberant girl, let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, I know we made up pictures a picture book for my husband in the hospital from a lot of people. And one of the last pictures is a picture of me with Bracey saying, she's coming back. Yeah. Because she was so exuberant. She's coming back. This was like funny. Yeah. And um, so Bracey came back, but she and my other dog, I had another dog also, um, stayed with friends because I was gone to St. Joe's Hospital every day for almost two months. Yeah. Because he was so sick. Six months later, he did pass away. And so then I said, I just, I, I got Bracey back and I had three dogs at that time. And I thought, mm, I just can't raise another puppy. It's just too much for yeah. me on my own. So then finally, about two years later, I relented. I said, I can't take this. <laughs> I can't do it. I got to raise another puppy. So I was up there. Well, no, let me go back. I was up there in December at the gift shop, which they have a wonderful gift shop. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was by Christmas presents. So I was up there. And as I, when I walked in to the building in that big 
glass case where there's puppies. There, I walked over to look at the puppies and talk to them. And this one puppy walked right over to me. And the others could have cared less I was there, but this one was very interested in me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, you're you're pulling me in. <laughs> yeah. You're pulling me in. But I hadn't filled out the paperwork. So Bev Ferguson <laughs> walked into the building uh-huh. a few minutes later and I said, oh, Bev, that puppy wants me and I want that puppy. She said, well, do you have your paperwork in? I says, well, no, I don't. She said, well, you're going to have to fill in your paperwork. So I went, I said, well, let me think about it. She said, oh, come on. I said, oh, I don't know. I'm just not sure. And so I went home. And of course, by the time I got home, I knew I was going to fill in the paperwork. Yeah, of course. So I filled in the paperwork. But that particular puppy, of course, was gone by the time. Sure. It was already assigned to somebody. Yeah. But there yeah. was just a connection between this. And she was a, um, a yellow lab. And... um. So I got my paperwork in, and then within a very short time, I was notified that there was a puppy for me. So I was watching Downton Abbey at that time. Like I said, yeah. I like reasons for the dog's name. So <laughs> I decided I was I, I I asked for a yellow lab because I wanted to name it Edith after Lady Edith yes. on Downton Abbey because I always felt for Lady, Lady Edith, like we yeah. had a little connection I felt for her. I love that show. But it turned out well for Lady Edith. So I yeah. thought, I'm going to get a yellow lab, and I'm going to name it. And also at the po- at that time, I think, no, that mustn't have been. It was when I was getting bracy. I had all yellow dogs and I didn't want a black lab. And I ended up with a black lab because <laughs> the Razor's daughter who not, and the host family daughter and I were very close oh. because I'd raised a black lab from a prior litter from oh this goodness. particular dog. Yeah. Reese was her name. Um, and, but I was talked into taking this exuberant black lab. Mm-hmm. So I blame my husband and and, <laughs> and this young lady named Julia, who's currently applying for medical schools. Oh, that's um, awesome. Anyway, uh, it's, so anyway, I wanted to yell out, but I ended up with Bracey, and Bracey has been a little bit of a challenge all of her yeah. life. She's delightful. You would love her. Of course. But you're the only person in her life, and she's the only person in your <laughs> life when you meet. Yes. So now, so let's go on to Edith. So Edith, I get off track sometimes. That's easy. I'm 70. That's my excuse. So I get, pick up Edith, and I, I need this lovely, and she's a lab golden cross. And I turn Edith in, and about a week later, I get this phone call saying, uh, this is Dana from the breeding department. I said, <laughs> oh, Dana, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, said, I don't want to <laughs> talk to you. Because I know. Yeah, yeah. And she says, well, you have to talk to me. I says, nope, don't have to talk to you. She says, yes, you do. <laughs> so Edith came home as a mom dog. <laughs> See, I will tell you, Dana is very convincing. <laughs> yeah. She convinced me one time. Mm-hmm. To take home yeah. one of the leader dog moms just for a little bit while she was waiting for her forever home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is very convincing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So I went in and picked Edith up yep. and home she came. And uh, 10 months later, she went into heat. And um, two months later, we had, I was told she was having eight puppies. She had 10 puppies. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh. Now I remember I'm a widow. I am by myself. Yeah, that's a lot. And two other dogs, two big dogs plus Edith. Oh my gosh. So my kids ha- tried are good helpers, but yeah. you know at that time my daughter works from home now. Yeah. But my son, you know, he lives in Ann Arbor, about an hour away from me because we moved north to yeah. help out with our only grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my husband died after he had this brilliant idea that we leave Ann Arbor and mm-hmm. head up to help them. So um, <laughs> Edith had. 10 puppies, and so I was basically on my own with yeah. that. And then Edith's next letter, she gave birth to 13. 
Oh my oh, God. Man. One was stillborn. Oh, so 12. Yeah, that's oh. so tough. Then she gave birth to another 13. Oh my gosh. Of which 11 were viable puppies. Oh Two passed goodness. away. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of puppies. That's a lot of puppies. Yeah. Yes. And mama. then her final litter, she had two. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, she, she was fertile myrtle. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now th- that, um, that considers me being a host family. And I am telling you, it's the greatest thing. It was a lot of work, but there's nothing like it. Yeah. When she, fer- and she popped out the puppies quickly and easily. And one of the, I'm sitting there, because of course, especially the first litter, I've got, a, I, Take all the furniture out of my dining room. Yeah. I move a twin bed in there. Well, my kids move a twin bed in there so I can sleep next to the whelping box. Yeah. So I can be there if anything's going wrong or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, she pops the puppies, you know, out really without any issue. She just pops them out. But I have to say that first, all the litters, but I just sat there in awe. It truly was a miracle. Yeah. Gonna make me cry, and I don't cry. It truly was a miracle to watch these puppies being born, and this dog knowing instinctively how to be a good what mom. To do. It yeah. was just, oh my goodness! And and then as they get, they grow. I mean, they sleep for about the first three weeks, and well, after about ten days, those eyes, twelve days, those eyes yeah. and ears start to open, and they get on the little legs Aww. and they real yeah. wobbly, and <laughs> it's too die for. It yeah. absolutely is. It's just the most wonderful experience anybody can ever have. I highly advise if you're thinking about it to do it because it's it's like watching a miracle. It was just wonderful. So she had her fourth litter, so she has been spayed. She's done with that. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm 70. I can't I do that anymore. If I had a husband or one of my kids were living with me or something, they did help as much as they could, but yeah. they have lives that they had to go to. So anyway, I, w- I would definitely, if I had someone else in the home, I would definitely take on another mom dog. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to raise any. And, uh, and oh, and when I was raising those 18 puppies, four of those puppies I co-raised with that lady named Greta I mentioned oh, yeah. initially, who was a, a much older woman. So she, I did all the work with the dogs because mm-hmm. she was much older, but she housed the dog uh, okay. and, and her name was on the application. So yeah. she was the raiser and she'd been involved doing stuff like that for so yeah. many years. It was only right that she gets to do something That's like that. That's a nice that. partnership. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very nice. And then, like I say, after Edith, uh, I, you know, I said, I just can't, I can't do this anymore because I can't yeah. do it on my own and I can't raise anymore because um, if it fails, if it career changes, then it will come home to me and I have enough animals and my kids have their own animals and people want my dogs. It's not an issue, but my kids will take the dogs before anybody. So I don't want to put even more dogs on them because I I don't know if I'm going to live another 12 years, the life of a a Labrador retriever. I just don't know. But anyway, so after that, I, um, so meanwhile, I joined the Lions Club, the Flushing Lions Club. I advise anybody um, join the Lions Club because I thought my association with Leader Dog was kind of over with when Edith was done. And I know Lions are associated with Leader Dog and they support them. They're great supporters of Leader Dog. So I thought, well, I'll join the Lions Club. So I joined the Lions Club. And um, oh, and I've just been made membership director this year, so I'm really pushing yeah. anybody out there lives yeah. in anybody out there lives in the Flushing area. Please come <laughs> yes. join the Lions Club. <laughs> we do a lot of great stuff for the community and do fun stuff, and I highly recommend it. And then um, I was 
told several months ago, about a year ago, actually, by Bev. Again, Bev and I have been she, together forever. She's lovely. We just had Bev yeah. and VJ on, and they shared so much information. Yeah. Yeah. They're lovely. Well, Bev, I've been since Bev started there. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was there before Bev. Oh, so my I've goodness. Known, I've known Bev her whole career at Leader Dog. So she and I are close. Yeah. And so, and she's the one, actually, that picked out this. That's another thing. She she assigned Edith to me. She <laughs> yes. knew yeah. that Edith might become a mom. At least I accuse mm. her of that. So, <laughs> so like I say, have a great association with Bev. And um, Bev told me that they were they were forming a new volunteer position, and she thought that I would be perfect for this. Oh, plus I'm a puppy counselor now too. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Bev um, said I would be perfect for this, and that. I said, well, I can't do it right now because I have these puppies coming. I'm just, I need a little bit of time off, blah, blah, blah. She said, no, no, it won't be ready for a while. So there's a new position called a puppy pickup specialist. Yes, I've heard about this. Oh, my God, it's the best ever. (laughs) So I have a three-hour shift on a Friday. There's Uh about seven seven or eight of us that we have three-hour shifts on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And I picked... Uh, the 1130 to 230 because then if there's ice on the roads they'll be salted in the winter yeah. before I have to head to leader dog yeah and, and then the afternoon rush hour well I'll get out of there yeah and so, <laughs> well, so and sure enough they gave me that time slot that was very nice that they gave me the time slot I requested they they ask you what you want so yeah. I said that's what I wanted and so now uh Fridays from 1130 to 230 I have the best three hours of my life because I get to go in there and go into the sacred sanctum of where the puppies are. We talk about that all the time. Not (laughs) everybody gets access to that. I have access to that for three hours. I know I get to give them to their person. Yeah. I get to hang out with them. I get to play with them. I get to help feed them. Oh Oh my God. And they just, their little tails. I mean, their tails go a mile a minute. That is just the best volunteer job ever. You get that job of lovely. People are excited to see Mm -hmm. you because they're picking up their puppy to raise and you get to like see the puppy, you know, when it's all fresh and clean and ready. Mm -hmm. I initially, I wanted that. When I heard about that volunteer position, I was like, well, Uh if I don't work a full-time job there. (laughs) I, uh, well, they should release you for three hours a week for that. Oh, yeah. We'll talk to you. I would love that. Yeah. So anyway, that's, and, and um, then uh, out in, in the Genesee County leader dog puppy group, um, Kristen Shively, who is the chairman, maybe, I don't yeah. know, that's the wrong word, of our Flushing Lions Club. She is a puppy counselor. And I told her, I said, Kristen, anything you need, I'll be, because she was, ner- she really, she's really, really busy. Yeah. And she works full time and she has family that she has to help out with and all that. She's got a lot going on. But she uh, had been asked to be a puppy counselor. I had been asked to be a puppy counselor a long, long time ago when they first started doing it. And I said, nope, not for me. I'm not a teacher. I'm I'm not good at telling you what to do and how to do it. I'm just, it's not me. Um, But Kristen said she would be a puppy counselor. I said, well, Kristen, if if you really want to do that, I said, I'll be your right-hand man. I said, I'll be gladly assist you in anything you need. Well, for me to do that, I have to become a puppy counselor. (laughs) So now I'm a puppy counselor, but I do things like I send out the newsletter and I help find places to have meetings. And she she really takes the lead on this. She is is the lead on the But I'm sure that's a huge help. But. Well, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always nice <laughs> yeah. to split the work. Like right. Christine and I with right. the podcast. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah, we, neither work. one of us could do yeah. it alone. It's well, nice her to thing have a she said was it's hard. The hardest thing for her is the newsletter. 
Yeah. Well, the newsletter, it's, there's not much to the newsletter. Um, and there's so many other groups in our area that have, like, the other week, one of the groups had, uh, it was Bear Lynn's group, had a meeting at the, the, the planetarium, the Longway Planetarium in Flint. And so our group could go to that if they wanted to. So there's other things that our group can go to. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we ho- we hold two meetings a month. Yeah. Um, between us, we just, she just... We just don't have time to yeah. do a whole lot more than that. But it is so nice um, that there is such a community when you puppy raise. Mm-hmm. So you're not by yourself. Yep. You're really in that community. Exactly. The counselors, you exactly. have the group. Well, we do, th- Kristen does things too, like pop-up meetings. So mm-hmm. she'll send a meeting out say, hey, we're going to go to the Liberty for lunch tomorrow. Who can join? Whoever can come, come. So people will come with their leader dogs. So we get to see them at those little pop-up meetings. That's so nice. those are really nice too. Yeah. So, so you had a a life of just giving and volunteering. So much work with Leader Dog. Now with the Lions on top of it, that's uh, what a spectacular well, life. I joined the Lions. Like I say, I thought my lead, my my association with Leader Dog was over, um, yeah. and I'm glad I did because it's fun. It's really nice, and it's a wonderful group of people, and and we do fun things, and and you know that we have kids come to our meetings who are. We have two girls right now that we donated, we gave money to. Um, they came and gave a little speech because they're going over to Italy. They're high schoolers this oh. summer on a, an exchange type program or cool. that type of thing. And so they're raising, they're trying to raise like $3,000 each for their flight and everything else that yeah. they have to pay for. So our Lions Club gave them, I think we gave them like $500 each, something yeah, like that. That's awesome. um, towards what they're trying to raise. They're selling candy bars. Well, of course, they sold a lot of candy bars <laughs> at the meeting. <laughs> A lot of candy bars were sold that night. They were a lot were eaten and a lot were taken home. So there, so we give things like Boy yeah. Scouts will come and they want to go to a Boy Scout camp. So we donate money to them for that. Yeah, yeah. they That's they awesome. do the Bear Lake camp for I yeah, think Lions yeah. Bear Lake yeah. camp up in the pier. So Lapeer. we f- we support that. That's a um, wonderful program. We support the community. Like they did a big uh, mural on the wall in downtown Flushing. Yeah. We donated some money yeah. towards that. So That's yeah, really the lines awesome. are they're really great. And um, yeah. as far as volunteering, I'm a great believer in volunteerism. I don't care what you do. doesn't matter. Do it because it helps somebody. Yeah. And um, I, I found some I, dogs. I mean, I found something that's easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any, um, you know, we're getting close to the end of oh. our time, but is there any last things you would tell anyone who might be on the fence of, you know, being a puppy raiser or mm-hmm. breeding host? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you could tell them that maybe might help them make that decision? The main plus to doing this is, okay, the puppies are a big plus. There's no doubt. And the dogs yes. and the camaraderie and the and with the people that are raising and all this stuff. And especially now that people can talk to each other on Facebook and you can talk to the, the, the host family the, who has your mom dog of your yeah. dog. I mean, it's great that way. You're really changing somebody's life. And I say this all the time, and I don't mean it to sound the way it sounds because I think it sounds big-headed and conceited, and I really don't mean this. But for the 13 people out of my 17, Edith is number 18. Edith has donated 35 puppies. God knows how many people are going to be helped by that. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, of those first 17 puppies... I have positively changed, my dogs and I have positively changed the lives of 13 people. And if you can do that, God bless you. I mean, when I die, I will be 
happy to know that I have contrib- contributed a world. Like I say, I hate the way that sounds because it no, sounds I think conceited and I don't mean it to be that way. I just want people to feel the same way. I think that's beautiful. It's about the mission, right? It's about empowering people who are blind or visually impaired for that, independent travel. And yes. that's what you're doing by puppy raising yeah. or hosting a mom dog yeah. is you're helping people be unstoppable. Yeah. Um, so I think that's lovely. And by the grace of God, go you, go me. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just telling you earlier, I have a friend who lost an eye in a horrible accident and is really he doesn't need a leader dog he uses a cane but he has one good eye so yeah. he doesn't need that but it but his life has been changed drastically mm-hmm. by this so if you lose your eyesight or you're born blind um it's got to be so difficult so anything yeah. that anybody can do to help in that mission please do it Please raise a puppy. You will get so much out of it. You'll learn about how to train dogs. So if your own dog too, yeah. if you know, if you don't know a lot about training dogs, please do it because there's a lot of help. Leader dog gives you a lot of help doing this. So yeah. please raise a puppy. Please get a host mom because you just won't believe what it's like when those puppies are born and then they move around and they're <laughs> oh and they love you and they love to dance with you and they love it when you sing to them i'm a horrible singer but my dogs all love my singing <laughs> and so and my dancing <laughs> oh, so geez. it's a great party we have with puppies wow. it's a big puppy party every day well thank you margaret for yep. joining us today and sharing your wonderful years of experience we really appreciate oh, it oh you're welcome and i like i say i just have loved every minute of this 40 mm-hmm. years so thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for listening to the Taking the Lead podcast. I'm Leslie Hoskins with hosts Timothy Cunio and Christina Hepner. We hope you enjoyed hearing about the important work that Margaret has done throughout the years and is continuing to do. Please join us next week as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. And if you'd like to learn more about applying to our free services or volunteering at Leader Dog, You can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. And don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead at leaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. If you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream. This season of the Taking the Lead podcast is brought to you by a longtime supporter of Leader Dog, the Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation. As you may know, generous donors like this one make it possible to achieve our mission. The Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation supports the study of mathematics and mathematics education. For more information about our generous sponsor, visit their website at www.dolcianihalloranfoundation.org.